This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, we do put this time aside every Thursday for a wonderful guy, a tremendous judge, a great TV guy all those years on Fox News, and a tremendous radio guest as well. Proud to call him a friend, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge Napolitano, good Thursday morning, pal. How are you? Oh, we lost him? Now we uh, we almost have him. There he is, Judge. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you, my dear friend? I am doing great. I, uh, I'm on record many, many times on this show. I don't like Kathy Hochul. I don't like her. I don't like her as a person. I don't like her as a governor. I think she's lousy. She's corrupt, doesn't care about the health and safety of New Yorkers. And every loss for Kathy Hochul is a win for me. <laughs> so just 18 days after Kathy Hochul gets sworn in, Judge, 18 days later, political disaster arrives, as the Post says it, when she becomes the first governor ever in the history of a state to have a judicial nominee voted down by the state legislator. Before we get into whether or not that's a good idea, this loss for Kathy Hochul, embarrassing? It's humiliating. I mean, this, this guy was voted down by her own party. Democrats have, have a, a lock-solid uh, control of the New York State Senate, they do of the General Assembly as well, but it's her own party that uh, rejected her on this guy. She doesn't know what she's doing. This would never have happened with any of her uh, predecessors, even uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, when he was being pilloried because of his perception of his personal behavior, knew how to deal with the levers of power. This woman does not. No, just to defend, just to, yeah, just to defend her. And again, I don't like her, but it doesn't seem right, Andrew, that uh, in the end here, whether it's Andrea Stewart Cousins, another lousy person, one of these state legislators, it doesn't seem right that they make this call and not the governor. In Kathy Hochul's defense, well, you know, they have the right to. Uh, you know, this judge is not a bad guy but they have the right to reject him. Now, they are rejecting him for ideological reasons. They want uh, a lefty to be the chief judge of the Court of Appeals of the state of New York. This is a very, very powerful position in the state of New York. It's not only does this person preside over a court of last resort for all state issues, but this person presides over the entire judicial system in the state. He can move, reassign, reprimand, or get involved with virtually every judge, state judge, not federal, uh, in the state of New York. It's an extremely powerful position. The person she nominated is well-experienced, but he's too conservative. He's too traditional for the crazy lefties in the New York State Senate. She should have had her finger on the pulse of the New York State Senate uh, before she nominated him. Now that he's, he's not even going to be voted on because the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, rejected him, he's damaged goods. She's ruined not only her own reputation, but his, because she didn't make a few phone calls before she <laughs> put it out there. Should she still at this point, Judge? What do you think? Say again? Should she sue at this point to get this no. thing passed through? No. There, there isn't a judge in the state 
that has the authority to force the Senate of New York State to vote on him. This this would be like uh, uh, Barack Obama suing when Mitch McConnell and the Republicans declined to take a vote on um, Merrick Garland to replace uh, Antonin Scalia. The Senate makes its own rules. The U.S. Senate makes its own rules. The New York State Senate makes its own rules. The courts cannot force the legislative branch to take a vote. Uh, She's got to nominate somebody else and make sure that there's a groundswell in support of that person. Unfortunately for Judge LaSalle, who I'm telling you is a decent guy, uh, it's over. Wow. It's over. Judge Napolitano for Judge LaSalle. It is over. Lots more to cover, including the latest on the Biden classified document situation. He wrote a great column, too, Judge Napolitano. I want to share it with you. And don't forget, folks, he's still doing his off-Broadway show. Why is the government in my soup on West 44th Street? you got to catch that before it's over sometime in February. More with Judge Napolitano on this, the Thursday edition of Sitting Friends in the Morning, right after this. Radio 77 WABC. Rolling Stones shattered. Judge Napolitano back with us. So, you know, Donald Trump gets caught with these documents in Mar-a-Lago on the left. They want to kill him. They want to arrest him. They're happy the FBI's in his wife's underwear drawer. Then it happens to Biden And I played cuts the last couple of days, Judge, from James Clyburn out of South Carolina, from that dopey Joy Behar on The View. And they're like, listen, listen, Joe, just be honest with the American people. Don't do what Donald Trump did. To me, they did the same thing, and they both did what a million guys have done, Obama, back to who knows who, for 100 years. But if you really follow the media when it comes to this story, the bias stinks as much as anything I've seen, Judge, in years. I'm sorry to say that you're right. I say I'm sorry because, you know, the media is is looking at this through its own lens, and its lens is one of forgiveness and, and adulation of Joe Biden and hatred and condemnation of Donald Trump. Uh, you know, we don't know enough about the Biden documents uh, to form a judgment on them. But we do know that what you said is essentially correct. They each essentially uh, hung on to documents that they shouldn't have hung on to. And Trump, they want to excoriate. And Biden, they want to forgive. And by the I way, think- and the difference, too, and you know this better than I do, is that, and we've heard this a million times, I'm not breaking news here, but Donald Trump as the president, able to declassify documents. Biden, when he had this stuff as the vice president, couldn't even do that. So regardless of the quantity of documents, to me, that makes Biden's situation worse. Well, the FBI uh, claims, and, and, you know, they they are the best leakers in the world. The FBI claims that the documents they found at Mar-a-Lago were called NDI, National Defense Information. That is unlawful to possess outside of a secure federal facility, whether it's declassified or not. 
There is also an executive order signed by George W. Bush authorizing the vice president to classify and declassify. He gave that power to Dick Cheney. As long as that power is in existence, any vice president can use it. However, we don't know what Biden had. If he had NDI, National Defense Information, as the FBI claims Trump did, uh, then it was unlawful to, to have at the, the Penn Biden Center and in Joe's garage. What's funny, I think, is when Joe says, I don't remember anything about this, people believe him because he doesn't remember what he had for breakfast, much less how his, <laughs> how his documents got uh, in his garage. But the charge against Joe Biden, if they do charge him, the I don't remember is not a defense. This is like Hillary Clinton. I didn't know that I had classified documents on my server in, in the closet uh, in Chappaqua. That's not a defense. The, the crime is possession. It doesn't matter if you possess it negligently or intentionally. But, Sid, they're not going to indict Joe Biden. And I am sorry to say they are going to indict Donald Trump. This gets back to yeah. where we started this conversation. Yeah, but they may who's not on, indict Donald Trump. For, for, but they may not indict Donald Trump for the Mar-a-Lago. So I, I, I think he will be indicted January 6th, Georgia, but not for the document stuff like Joe Biden. I think he's going to be indicted for both. I think that wow. uh, Ireland made the decision to seek an indictment, said you're not going to want to hear this, before before the FBI raided the place. They would not have unleashed 50 FBI agents into the home of the former president if they hadn't decided to indict. You know, we had this discussion on John show. I've been uh, co-hosting all week long, helping him out. It's a lot of fun. And we were talking about Mayorkas, who, of course, is in charge of Homeland Security. And we're talking about whether or not he could be held legally responsible for telling folks that the border is closed it's secure. If it turns out it's not, which we know it's not, and people are dying from fentanyl and terrorists are coming in, at that point, according to the judge Richard Weinberg, at that point, maybe you can hold somebody like Mayorkas legally responsible, above impeachment, legally responsible. What are your thoughts on that? Well, unfortunately, no. I wish we could. I mean, this is the worst Secretary of Homeland Security that we've ever had. This is the worst and most incompetent person in charge of the borders we've ever had. But he might very well be doing the Democrats bidding because we all know that the Democrats want these folks to come in because they want them to become under the uh, arm and umbrella of the government so that they'll get government benefits and eventually vote to reelect the people that are giving them the benefits. That's their uh, that's their thought. So Mayorkas is probably doing the bidding of the people who put him there. But he's not enforcing the laws um, of the United States. Can he personally be held responsible? No. Can the Department of Homeland Security be held responsible if somebody is harmed because a creep gets in and harms somebody? Probably not. The government has written laws. Terrible. The government has written laws to immunize itself Hmm. from the consequences of its own negligence. Hmm. And uh, finally, Judge, uh, it's a Thursday. A new column comes out. This one is entitled The FBI and Personal Liberty. You mentioned the FBI, Chris Ray, that whole group. Earlier in this conversation, what is this uh, latest column about? The FBI last week revealed a 906-page handbook that was compiled under Trump, behind Trump's back, without him knowing about it. 
telling FBI agents how to spy on Americans without search warrants. <laughs> They've been doing it for years. The first time I've seen it reduced to writing. It's reprehensible. Uh, it's it's the it's the last nail in the coffin of our personal liberty when the FBI is admitting in writing that it's spying on Americans without search warrants. The American public needs to know it. Wow. Chris Ray, Chris Ray needs to go. This happened under his watch. There are great FBI agents out there in whose hands I would repose my life and my fortune, but not in the hands of FBI management. FBI management are political rogues. And they have been for years, Jim Comey. In fact, I saw Rod Rosenstein, that little weasel, I want to punch him across the face. He was out with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press on Sunday. He was actually extolling the virtues, Judge, of Chris Ray. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Extolling the virtues. Chris, Chris Ray will be lucky if he escape, escapes indictment uh, for perjury for the statements that he has made to the uh, Senate um, Intelligence Committee about the spying that the FBI has done, claiming that they only bought the spying software to see how it works. Well, that would be absurd. They bought it to use it, not to see how it works. Nobody believes that. One of these days, I swear, over the next week, Judge, me, you, Rich Lowry, all the folks that love the Murray Hill Diner are all going to meet and have, uh, have lunch together. How does that sound? As long as page six from the post is there, <laughs> yes. Great job as always, Judge. I really love having you on Thursday mornings. You're terrific. Thank you so much. Enjoy your week. All the best. Tell O'Reilly I love him. I will. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.